if you have been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm guy all for organic traffic. However, our today's guest is Facebook ads specialist and not of any kind, like he did campaigns for Frank Kern and Grant Cardone and he did several seven-figure campaigns with Facebook ads. So to say that he does know what he's doing would be an understatement. But don't let let it fool you. He's extremely good with organic traffic as well. And not only that, but he actually shared some tactics that you may use even if you are not like Facebook ad specialist and even if you're not on the uh, even if you're on the low budget so stay definitely stay tuned for that uh, and if you're a first-time listener I want to tell you that you're listening to Affiliate Journey and I'm your host Miodrag Milenkovic now every Friday I'm releasing new interviews with amazing marketers for six seven and eight figure earners and they are sharing their mindset, strategies, tips and tricks that they have used to reap amazing rewards and to succeed and that you can implement in your business today so that you may follow their footsteps as well. Also, I want to add that I'm releasing new SoloCast episodes every Tuesday uh, where I'm sharing my own journey, what has worked, what hasn't and sharing my wins and losses also like with the end goal in end goal in mind of cutting that timeline that you need to pass because if i have made the mistakes you don't need to anyways i would uh, if you are a first time listener i would definitely urge you to subscribe not to miss any of the new episodes now, without any further ado, I present to you Hernan Vasquez. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Affiliate Journey, and I'm your host, Miodrag Milenkovic. And today, I have actually an ads specialist, I think for the first or second time since we began with this podcast, and I'm super pleased to bring him on. Let us welcome Hernan Vasquez. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, what's up, buddy? It's uh, really good to be here. It's really, really good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's awesome having you. I know you are really busy. So let's dive right to it. Could you first like introduce yourself to the listeners who don't know who you are, like a bit about your background story and why did you choose to work online, man? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, a little bit about myself. I've been doing this uh, digital marketing thing for the past, I would say 10, 11 years, something along those lines. And uh, right now I do most you know, mostly focus on paid advertising, specifically on Facebook ads, Facebook and Instagram ads. That's like my main deal. I run, you know, I've, I've run over the past couple of years, big campaigns. I think that last year we made the, we made the, um, we did the math and, and it was like around $7 million in ad spend last year. And, um, and you know, I, I tend to manage like really large budgets and big campaigns and, you know, I do a little bit of coaching and consulting as well. And I do have a couple of, of companies that I launched, you know, over the past 10 years. And, uh, but you know, it didn't started 
anything like this. In fact, you know, 10 years ago, I had a, I had a nice job. I had a nice job here in Argentina. I'm originally from Buenos Aires and uh, I'm in South America. So I'm, you know, I had a really good job here. I used to do recruiting. So I do, I used to do a lot of interviews and HR and all of that. And uh, for a big company here in Argentina, I had a comfortable job, but then I did kind of the math as in, hey, if I stay here for the next 10 years, right? What's going to happen? And maybe the best case scenario was going to be, well, I, became, I would become like a boss or a middle management, something along those lines, right? I will have like a, you know, kind of a better position, but I would still be employed. And what would happen if I launch my own stuff, if I go on my own, and what would happen that way? And, you know, the possibilities of me thinking, hey, if I do this, or 10 years were like, you know, 100x or I don't know, a thousand times bigger than if I were stay there. So I decided to step away from the company. And uh, this was my first time without, without a job since I left, you know, high school. I was studying at the time I, I have a, a public relations, a public relations degree. And I was studying, I was finishing um, university back there. And the first gig that I get after you know, I resign, I quit my job. The first uh, gig that I get was the same company hiring me to actually do the same thing that I was doing on the inside, but on the outside as a freelancer, right? As a headhunting type, type stuff, because they had to take in all of these people. And uh, you know, my old boss called me and say, hey dude, now you're on the outside, I need to pay you like 10 times as much blah, 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 to do the same stuff that you used to do on the inside and all of that. So I say, well, you know, there might be something to these freelance um, side of things that it might be worth exploring. And, uh, but he told me, hey, but you need to give us like a proposal. We're going to hire you, but you need to give us, a, you need to put together a website, you need to put together a brand and all of that. So that was like my first experience with putting together a website which was, you know, a WordPress website. I'm not a coder. I do not know how to code. And uh, that was like my first gig, right? I put together that website, I presented that, we did that, that job, and it was pretty cool. But then I, was, I was pretty hooked when it came to the fact that I could work outside of a company without like going in uh, nine to five. And uh, I, I was also hooked by the fact that I could do something online, right? Because I put together that website, it was like pretty cool. And I said, okay, well, let's start offering this. And I started offering that to some clients here, some people that I knew from my job and whatnot, and they started taking me in on that. And uh, at the same time, I moved in with, with my girlfriend to a nice city here in Argentina called Cordoba. It's kind of southern of the country. So it gets really cold in the winter. And we moved in in the winter, right? You're in Serbia. You, 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 you know what a cold winter is, right? Yeah. So... Um, so we moved in with my girlfriend and she had a job back in the day and I didn't. I was doing this web designs and whatnot and I was like trying to figure it out because I knew that I wanted to do something online and I started reading on forums, you know, on discussion boards and all of that back when, you know, this was like seven years ago when, or eight years ago when Facebook groups wasn't that big of a deal. So I was in forums and trying to learn as much as possible and things got really tight, you know, uh, financially speaking. Uh, to the degree that she had a job, I didn't. I used to do this, you know, one-time gigs. And at some point we had to choose between heating up the house in the winter or putting food on the table because heating up a house back there was pretty expensive. So, you know, I, we, didn't, we couldn't afford that luxury. And then all of a sudden, 
I don't remember how it was. I think it was a friend of mine that recommended for me to check out Fiverr, fiverr Fiverr.com. And this was back in the day when Fiverr was started. It was everything was $5. You know, now you can go out there and hire really high production quality type work for $200, $300. Back in the day, everything was $5. And I went in and and I started like providing uh, writing services. So I started writing articles in English for some other people for $4 because they would, they would take one of the top, right? Fiverr would keep on one and they will give you $4. So there I was, I was like 10, 12 hours straight, you know, just typing, writing articles, you know, all day, every day, hollering on my computer. I'm, I'm wearing a, honey, a hoodie now, but it was like three hoodies like this, you know, like huddling the computer. And, um, and that was quite the experience, but the first time I got a client out of Fiverr, that was kind of interesting because I was there, I put a, I put like, a, it was like an ad, you put together a profile and you put together like an ad there and then somebody would hire you through Fiverr and I was like, well, and they would give me money without knowing me. And that was like my first like online, completely online gig when I made my first money online, even if it was like providing a service, right? And I'm like, well, there might be something here. So I started doing that. And then some people will reach out to me for web design as well. And I was able to put money on the table, internet money turned into real money. And, um, and then that, that was like the first approach that I had to online per se, like online, you know, generating an income online. And then out of that, like some people started like uh, hiring me outside of Fiverr, the same clients that I was doing web designs for. Uh, I started asking me for traffic, right? They had a nice design now and I kind of knew how to write articles. So I started learning about SEO and um, this was like seven years ago. I started learning about SEO and I went into this mastermind. I went into this group that was called, it was called Dynasty by Alex Becker when Alex Becker used to do info products. So he put together this group and then I met with a bunch of guys that they were all had their own agencies. They were all do SEO and whatnot. And, uh, and that's how I met who would then become my partners at Semantic Mastery right now. So Semantic Mastery is a company that we, we help digital agency owners. And back in the day, we all had our own agency. We all had our own stuff going on. And we started doing, you know, we started putting together our info products for other digital agency owners. And, um, and also we started doing some affiliate, like we started initially, we started in the JV zoo world, promoting other people, other people's uh, products and trying other people, getting other people to promote our products. That's how we started. And uh, JV zoo was like $47 products or, you know, or warrior forum, like work, uh, offer of the W. So, you know, for $7 and whatnot. And, um, and that was like seven years ago. And then we started needing traffic for our own offers, for our own funnels. So that's how I started doing um, Facebook ads. And, you know, like six years ago, I, was, I started doing Facebook ads. I became pretty good at it. And then we started generating leads and clients for Semantic Mastery that way. And then I've been doing Facebook ads for the past six and seven years, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> it absolutely does, man. It's, right. It was quite a, quite a journey. And you, at the end, you mentioned something. And I think a lot of affiliates trip on it and that is like traffic generation um i have a question like i think it's the first question in my uh, when you if you were to enter my group was like what is your biggest struggle with affiliate marketing and i think like 80 percent of people say traffic right so if someone in if someone were to ask you like 
I'm an affiliate, I'm somewhat new. How do I drive traffic now? Like what, what advice would you give them? Right. That's actually a great question. And that was one of our, our first, you know, that was one of our problems as well, because we would promote affiliate products, right, to our list. And um, we were building a list, we would promote affiliate products, but then trying for people to reciprocate, trying to get other people to promote our products was really, really hard because each affiliate, they would have their own agenda, you know, each affiliate, they would have their own stuff. So we, we tried that route and it didn't really work. So what we decided to do is to build our own assets and building our own assets, meaning building our own list. We've been doing this, uh, we've been doing this, um, this weekly Q&A with Semantic Mastery for the past five years. Every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, we do a Q&A about SEO and digital marketing. And that alone, consistently doing that week after week after week after week, grew to an extent that that's our you know, number one source of leads and buyers. Then second comes Facebook ads and whatnot, mostly because we retarget a lot of people that would come and visit our websites thanks to that Q&A call. So I think that one of the, one of the things that separates an affiliate, like a, a super affiliate or somebody that knows their stuff, is the fact that they are out there creating their own audiences. They're out there creating their own traffic sources. They're out there creating their own list. And they're, you know, they're out there creating a brand. And uh, whatever that is, like it can be a personal brand. It can be that you're on the front of the brand or not necessarily. It can be just a regular brand. But they, they understand that if you want to become a good affiliate, if you want to become a traffic broker, then you need to have your own assets. And once you have your own assets, then other affiliates will come to you so that you can promote them and they will promote you. So that was kind of the early um, learnings that we had with Semantic Industry that we kind of couldn't, we couldn't like go out there and, uh, and, and trust other people. And we couldn't like trust or not trust other people, but trust or livelihood of the company on other people's agenda. So we had to put together our own, our own assets. So we developed a PDF and we started running Facebook ads to it. And back in the day, you can get like, leads in the US for 20, 30 cents. So we kind of expanded on that a lot. That's how we grew our list. And then we would help our list as much as possible. Like with this, um, with this weekly Q&A that we do, we give away a lot of value. It's just an hour a week that fulfills all of our content needs because that goes through our blog, that gets transcribed, posted in our website, blah, blah, blah. So just one hour a week, fulfills our content need and it provides a lot of value to our audience. And then in the same Q and A's, then we can provide with affiliate offers. We can say, Hey guys, we'll be testing this tool. It's awesome. Go check it out. And people will go and buy it because we have built that authority and we have built that asset as a brand. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, it totally does. And that's like one of my realizations as well. Like throughout this time, uh, it all, all ends up. It, especially like in affiliate marketing, even more so because you are already in a red, in, you are already in a red ocean. You promote other people's products and brands, and I think it's that much more important to like build your own assets, build your own name, your own brand. So I really love what you said there. Like, let's dig a, a bit deeper into it. Uh, how does one go about maybe building their own brand and audience if they are completely new? and they want to make a name for themselves as well as money. Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a great point. And I think that there's, 
there's a big, a big opportunity right now. Um, I'm a big Facebook guy. You know, that's, that's what I do on a daily basis. I run Facebook campaigns. And what we have been seeing lately is that there's a big opportunity for you to build a big brand without having a big budget. So the first thing that you need to do is that uh, put out helpful content. Even if you're brand new, there's something, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk says that you need to be documenting. You, you shouldn't be teaching, you should be documenting, specifically when you're starting out. When you're starting out, you're, you need to be saying, hey guys, I put this to the test and it worked or it didn't work. And people wanna, wanna hear and wanna listen to somebody that put somebody something to the test and work and it didn't work. That's basically what we do at Semantic Mastery is, hey, we're going to go this route, we're going to put together this strategy, we're going to test these tools, and it might work or it might not work. And if it doesn't work, we document that and we share that with our community. So that's the first thing that you want to put together. I suggest it, it can be whatever. It can be like a blog post or it can be a video. I do recommend video because, you know, it's one of the, I would say one of the fastest ways to grow authority and reciprocity with your audience. So get kind of comfortable talking to the video. You can record videos with your phone. That, that's the good thing. And, uh, and put out like little tutorials, little, you know, helpful content and whatnot. And you would upload that to your Facebook page. And the next thing that you want to do is you want to boost those posts. Like basically what you're doing when you're hitting the blue boost the post button, because if you, if you rely on organic traffic on Facebook or Instagram, it's going to take you a while. It's going to take you some time reach right now on Instagram is worse than ever organic reach Facebook organic reach is like you know dead pretty much so what you want to do is to you want to put a little bit of money and it can be like three dollars or five dollars to boost the video and you want to target those people um, targeting using you know the capabilities of Facebook and you can you know select the audiences let's say that you're selling I don't know a, a, a product for pet lovers or something like that, right? An info product that is for pet lovers or, or whatever your affiliate, you know, branch might be, then you record those little tutorials and then you send them to that audience. What would happen is two things. Number one, as you start doing this, some videos will work better than others. So that is, you're collecting data, right? Some, people, some videos will have a lot of likes, a lot of shares, a lot of comments, and some, some videos will not. And that's telling you, hey, you need to talk more about this because people are wanting to hear more about this. Um, I could talk about Facebook ads or I could talk about email marketing, affiliate. I could talk about a million different things. But when I talk about Facebook ads, people tend to listen. So I talk more, more about Facebook ads, right? Because it's sexy, people are understanding and whatnot. So what happens is that you will boost those posts and at some point you will end up with three to four videos that work extremely well. And what you want to do is to go to Facebook Ads Manager and run a video views campaign using those videos that you, that you have and, uh, and then target those people that, you, that, you know, that, that are listening to you or that you want to target. And you can get really cheap results in terms of how many people are watching and consuming your videos and liking your page and engaging with your page. Right now, there's a big opportunity because not a lot of people are doing this and not the, the big brands are not doing this. They haven't realized the cost that you know, entails building an audience on Facebook. And the good news is that you can also create something called a custom audience on Facebook. So a custom audience on Facebook will allow you to target, let's say, everyone that consumed 50% of your videos. 
or 25% of your videos. So then you can show them more ads, right? Or you can keep on engaging with those folks. So that is, I think, the fastest route to build a brand by being helpful, by putting out good quality content that is actually helping people. And then some people, if you have call to actions on your video, you should, then you can get some sales out of that, out of that strategy as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, absolutely. So we mentioned something like even before, and I see this a lot in affiliate industry, and I'm, I'm sure you see that as well with Facebook ads. And that is that people usually, they want to make money. They're usually desperate. They grab some affiliate product. They try something organic. It doesn't work. And then they're like, let's try Facebook ads. And they miserably fail. Right. <laughs> What is your advice? Like when should someone or should even like someone who is new at all run Facebook ads? And if so, why and when? And if not, like when is it actually time to scale? Like what, what are main differences between organic and paid? Yeah, that, I love that question. I, I really do because it's, it's like what you're saying, even like season affiliates. Like I talk to a lot of people that have big lists and they have big followings on Instagram and they have big businesses. And when they try paid advertising, they also fail, right? And, you know, they, they quit from paid advertising. And it's like, there's a big difference between organic traffic and paid traffic. Now, the first thing that I would recommend to everyone, anyone starting out is that you need to think long term. I know that it's hard to do when, you know, you're desperate right now. You know, but you need to think long term in terms of, hey, I'm building an asset. I'm building a business. Right? You, wouldn't, you wouldn't do what I did, which was quit and then build a business. Maybe you can keep your job for a little bit and build a business on the side. That would be the wisest thing to do. But you know, I, I didn't know better back in the day. So I did that. And then I suffered for a year until I found something that will you know, put money on the table. So, uh, so my recommendation is always think long term because you will be building those assets. You will be building that audience. And it does take time. But here's the deal. You can, you can accelerate that through paid advertising, right? That's, that's basically what I just told you is accelerating that building from something that will take you like five years or three years to maybe six months. That's the power of, of Facebook advertising or paid advertising. But here's the difference. The difference is that maybe you built a list or maybe you try some organic stuff and it worked. You got a couple of sales. Organic tends to have a higher conversion rate than paid ads. And the reason for that is that people, you know, if you're trying anything organic, people already know you, they know who you are. Maybe you're putting quotes on Instagram or whatever. People are following you because they want to, right? They, they identify with your message and they know, like, and trust you basically. So when you put out an offer out there, then there's a high chance that they will click on that offer and they will buy because it comes from a trusted source. Or maybe you get referrals if you're servicing people, right? You get referrals and, you know, when, when you get a referral, people are like 80% there to buy your product or service, right? Because you, they, they were looking for something and they got recommended to you, they're already there. So the difference between paid and organic is that organic is slower, it's not scalable, but it has a higher conversion rate. On paid though, it's faster, you can turn it on and off, and, uh, but it doesn't convert as well because you need to have a lot of touching points for somebody that click on an ad and then goes to your website and then exit 99% of the people that visit your website will not buy. And that's normal. 
So even further, when Facebook ads, so you need to keep top of mind. You need to keep showing up to those people, right? So I do suggest that you do both. I do suggest that you keep doing the organic thing, try a little bit of ads. The ads will accelerate any organic results that you're getting. And when you want to try ads is when you have a proven product. When you have a proven product that is killing it on organic, then it's going to do okay on ads because the more you scale, the more you spend money on advertising, the worse your results are. But you compensate that with volume. Like a lot of people are saying, well, I have this offer. It's making me 500 bucks every time somebody buys and I'm spending 100 bucks, I don't know, a day on Facebook or 50, no, 500 bucks a month on Facebook and I'm making a 10 to one, a 10 to one return on ad spend, right? I'm spending 500 bucks and I'm making 5,000. That's great. If I've spent 5,000, I'm going to make 50,000. And that's not how, how it works. The more you scale, the, the more your ROI shrinks because you're showing it to more people. You're pushing more volume on the platform. You're giving Facebook to spend more advertising dollars on your behalf. So Facebook needs to show your ads. And this happens with Google as well. They need to show your ads a lot more to people that might not be ready to buy right now. They might be ready to buy over the next six months, right? So what happens is that you compensate that with volume because instead of having 10 sales, maybe you would have 25 or 30 sales. So now you have 30 new buyers on your list that you can sell them some other stuff. And I think that's one of the, that's one of the things that not a lot of people understand how paid advertising works. What you're trying to do is to acquire a customer at break even or better, if they make you a little bit of money, that's great. But that's not where you make your money. You make your money on the back end. You make your money when you're offering new stuff, when you're selling them new stuff, when they buy from you over and over and over again. That's how you create money. That's how businesses create wealth. It's not just about, hey, I'm going to put $1 on Facebook ads and take $5 out. That's great at a low scale, but when you're trying to scale, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Does that make sense? That answer your question? Absolutely, man. And I love that you touch on this. That could be the next question. Like even when you get those new customers, do you have actually a system in place, like in the email list, in the follow-up, to actually follow up with them and sell? So what would, like, given that it obviously isn't enough to just know Facebook ads, at least for the entire business, like how do you approach people in the backend and how, what would you recommend to maybe some newer folks about going with their email list and with the follow-up. Right. Yeah, that's actually a great point because if somebody likes, I don't know, if somebody bought a product of survival, right? Let's say that you're selling a survival offer. If somebody bought and buys a survival product, there's a high chance that they will keep on buying survival products, right? Because a buyer is a buyer is a buyer. Yeah. If, if, if somebody's starting out and if they want to follow somebody, follow Dan Kennedy. Because Dan Kennedy says, hey, a buyer is a buyer is a buyer, so you need to tra- treat them as buyers. I personally like Active Campaign a lot. The reason why, because Active Campaign is, you know, it's on the, it's on the inexpensive side if you're starting out on your list. And um, an Active Campaign will allow you to set up automations based off of what people click on. So if you, let's say that you bring them into your list with a PDF on how to survive the zombie apocalypse, I don't know, something like that. And then you show them three things on your, on your email saying, hey, would you rather have, I don't know, 
would you rather know how to survive in the jungle, in the desert, or in the back of your home? And then they click on any of those links, then you send them more information about the thing that they clicked on. And that is something that you can, that you can set up with Active Campaign, which I think it's, you know, it's, it's pretty inexpensive. You, know, you have some other systems like Drip is also good, but you have Infusionsoft, but Infusionsoft is on the you know, higher end and whatnot. For somebody starting out, I started with Active Campaign. No, I actually started with Aweber, I think, back in the day. But immediately I started, when I started thinking about this, hey, what people are clicking on, what people are, you know, reading, opening the emails, what's going on, then I switched to Active Campaign, and it's kind of the same price. And, uh, and it allows you to do all of this uh, pretty cool automations, which whatever it is that you're selling, affiliate or your own services or your own products or whatever it is, you want to have this type of automation at the back end because not everyone is interested in the same thing. And you can even combine that with Facebook ads. If somebody clicks on link B on your email, you can create an audience on Facebook ads and you will show them specific you know, ads to that specific product of those specific verticals, if that makes sense. That is some awesome advice, man. Uh, okay, we are soon running out of time. Let us, let us wrap it up. Uh, tell me like quickly, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is beginner in digital marketing? Like, uh, what is in your experience, like you are in this for quite a while now, like what is maybe the most important thing they should focus on? I think that, uh, there's basically, if I was to say one thing, be as helpful as possible and document that has always, always, always provided me with clients and sales. Um, put yourself out there in terms of, hey, I'm doing this, I'm documenting this, I don't know how it's going to work. Be honest. If you're starting out, don't try to, you know, to know to know everything. Be honest about what you're doing. Hey, because people like that. People like like honesty. They do like the fact that hey, you're you're screwing up, you're failing, because you know that's that's actually you know, that's really uncomfortable to do, number one, but also number two, that's what people crave for because, hey, this guy's really trying and once he wins, we're going to follow him. So that would be number one. And number two, think long-term because this is a marathon. I know that when you're starting out, you're looking for a lot of, a lot of loopholes, you know, shortcuts and whatnot, but then you realize that there are not, no shortcuts. You can learn a lot out of applying those shortcuts for sure. Go ahead and apply as much as possible. Uh, because you can learn a lot and then that will help you documenting. Uh, the more shortcuts you put together, you know, and then you realize that they don't work, then you can turn around and turn that into a valuable piece of content and lesson for your audience. So that would be my, my advice for everyone starting out. That's awesome advice, man. All right. Could you, could you tell the listeners where they can find you and connect with you online, man? Yeah, for sure. So if you search for my name, uh, you can, you can find me on YouTube. I have like four or five years plus of content. There's a lot of good stuff in there. I talk a little bit about affiliate. Mostly I've been talking a lot about paid acquisition, but you can, you can go there. You can go to YouTube and search for my name. And on social media, like I think it's at Hernan Vasquez Marketing on, on IG. And then, you know, I, I, I'm around, so you, you probably can find me. And everyone listening, as always, you can find the links at affiliatejourney.co slash Hernan. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can find them in the descriptions, everything that he has mentioned. All right, Hernan, it was an awesome time, man. Like right to the point and value packed. So I appreciate you and your time, man. Thank you, brother. It's been great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And everyone listening, don't forget to subscribe. And until next time, stay tuned.
goodbye. Thank you so much for sticking to the end. I want you to know that you are awesome and I want to congratulate you for actually learning and improving yourself. Now again, uh, show notes are at affiliatejourney.co slash Hernan if you want to connect with him or myself. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast because again, I'm releasing new episodes every Friday and every Tuesday. And in the meantime, cheers for your success. Thank you.